the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. Each week, Michael uses his coaching expertise to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Michael is a professional certified leadership, business, and life coach, serving as president of Professional Coach University, executive director of New Normal Coaching, and the lead pastor at Northwest Church. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. Partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Here's Michael. Well, thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm your host, Michael Smith, here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Hey, we're continuing a mini-series here that we're calling The Outward Disciplines, and today's show is titled The Outward Discipline of Submission. So we're taking the idea from a book written by famed Christian author Richard Foster, as he wrote the book Celebration of Discipline. Inside of his book, he breaks down disciplines into three categories, the inward disciplines, the outward disciplines, and then corporate disciplines. So this series, we're talking about the outward disciplines. And last week, if you listened in, you heard a discussion about the inward, or excuse me, the outward disciplines of simplicity and solitude. Today, We'll talk about submission and then wrap up the mini-series in our next episode as we talk about the outward discipline of service. I just want to remind us as we get going today that spiritual disciplines strengthen our walk with God. So the disciplines that we develop, they do two things for our, our faith. They help us express our pursuit of God. And they also expand our pursuit of God. So we communicate to God that we're seeking him, but we expand our pursuit into all areas of our life. So I want to dig in today as we start talking about the discipline of submission. Spiritual disciplines serve the purpose to help us realize, I guess you could say, the greater good. What the disciplines do is they help us to know God and to be known by him. They help us to practice God's mission. And when you hear this idea about the discipline of submission, you might just ask the question, what exactly is a discipline of submission? Is this that we just give up? Like, what does it mean to practice a discipline of submission? Well, I want to say this as we frame today's conversation. There is freedom in submission. I want to say that again. There is freedom in submission. Because through submission, there's freedom from carrying a burden to always have to get our way. We we liberate ourselves from that. In submission, we're released to just drop the matter and forget it altogether. And as you think about that, I'll, I'll stir you with this question. What is submission? 
As you hear that question, you might begin to think submission is about giving up or or losing. I, I surrender. I submit. I lose. Maybe it's about not losing, but giving up, giving up everything where you have nothing. I can remember uh, when I was a youth pastor, there's a great story about submission. I went, I took my youth group paintballing. And when I was paintballing with our youth group, there was, uh, you know, a couple of teams uh, going against one another. I was just on one of the teams as the youth pastor. There were two people in our paintball room that were not with our group. And I just want to say this right now because they don't know who they are. I don't know who they are. But these two people did not know how to paintball. They they were okay with making noise. They were okay with being seen. They were okay with all these disastrous tactics. Well, I was sneaking around, and, and I had this, this girl, actually, one of the teenage girls in my sights, and I was about to destroy her with my paintball gun. I'm lining up the shot. And what happened was these two people— They came in and they made all this noise. So I I slid down a ramp thinking I could escape. The next thing I know, I'm looking up at this, I don't know, maybe she was 90 pounds, this girl I was ready to shoot. And she's leaning over me with her paintball gun pointing down at me. And I said, I surrender. Well, this dainty, cute little teenage girl looked at her youth pastor and said, I didn't ask if you surrendered. And she shot me with her paintball gun. So my vendetta for the rest of the time was to find her and shoot her. But her boyfriend and everyone was chased. It was just a, it was a, just a tragedy. Uh, But I look at that and I think about, about this word surrender and submission. Is that what it's all about? I have, I can't do anything. So I just simply give up. When I think about biblical submission, it's more than I have no other option. See, one way to look at life is that we are responsible as individuals for ourselves. One of the ways we can look at life is to say, if I want to advance, I have to do it myself. If I want to succeed in my job, in my marriage, in my life, in anything that I do, one of the outlooks of life is I need to do it myself. If if I want to have enough, whether it's finances or materials or whatever, to say, I need to do it myself. And sometimes we stress ourselves out looking at life from this perspective. We face stressors like illnesses and relationship disasters, struggles on the job and everything in our life. And we're looking at life from this, this perspective that I have to provide all the answers myself. But there's another way to look at life, and that's through a, sub, a life submitted to God, where we allow God, we defer to God to handle our advancement, our success, having enough, and to navigate the stresses of life. Now, submission is not abandoning our, our work, not abandoning prayer, not abandoning caring, but it's deferring everything to God. It's trusting God with the outcomes of all of the decisions that happen in our life. It's deferring to God, knowing that his victory is more important than our victory in some circumstance that we see with the limitations of our own eyes. Submitting to God is deferring everything to God and knowing that we are on mission, and that mission is his mission. So this idea of submission helps us get along with God, but it helps us actually get along better with people. 
I have two little daughters, two girls that are close with one another, and they play very well together. Well, at least about 85% of the time. See, they're sharing and they're encouraging one another about 85% of the time. But the other 15% of the time, they do not get along well together. And let me tell you, it's one way or the other. There's like no middle ground. It'll change from what do you want to do to, to words like, I was playing with that. You took that from me. This is mine. And so in that 15% of their, their playtime together, it, there's a shift where, where they look at their playtime from the perspective of I or me. You know, the truth is we often do the same thing. We consider the relationships in our lives from the perspective of I or me. Sometimes we even consider our spiritual lives that way. This idea of submission that we'll break down in the second half of the show is actually looking at life from not through the lens of I and me, but through the lenses of Christ. It's submission is looking at life through the lens of others. So I'll say it like this. Biblical submission is not weakness. When I surrendered to this girl in paintball, that was from a position of weakness. When you're defeated and you give up, that's a position of weakness. But biblical submission is deferring. It's not weakness. See, it's through submission that we have this freedom to value other people. And instead of living for what, quote unquote, I want, submission empowers us to live so we can help others, quote unquote, get what they want. And this is what Christ did for us. See, what we do through submission is we submit our preferences. That's why we worship God. We seek him first. But even in life, we submit to one another. I'm going to read a scripture that we'll break down in the second half of the show here. And it's from Mark's gospel. Mark chapter 8, starting with verse 34, says this. And calling the crowd to him with his disciples, he, Jesus, said to them, If anyone would come after me. Here's what he says. Let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. And Jesus continues, For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels, Jesus says, you will save it. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? See, surrendering, surrendering your life is actually finding your life. Submitting to God is finding your answer. And what God teaches us through this is that you, as a person, deep into the insides of who you are, your soul is more important than your stuff. So we're going to break this scripture down in the second half of the show, but I want to remind us that we're talking about these outward disciplines. And in today's episode, we're talking about the outward discipline of submission. These are part of the disciplines that Richard Foster talks about in his book, Celebration of Discipline. And I remind us, he breaks these down into the inward disciplines, the outward disciplines, and then the corporate discipline. So as we talk about these outward disciplines, what people see, what we're talking about today is submission. And we're going to break that down in the second half of the show. We're going to talk about submitting to God and submitting 
to one another. And we'll end the show kind of breaking down some thoughts about Foster. So I'll be back in just a few minutes to continue the discussion on this outward discipline of submission. We'll take a deeper dive into Mark chapter 8. That, that I just read. We'll talk a little more about the discipline of submission. Then I'll finish up and I'll share Richard Foster's seven acts of submission. So stay tuned. You're listening now to Your Discipleship Coach on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Staying tuned, you're listening to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm your host, Michael Smith, and I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. As you're listening to today's show, it's part of a mini-series that we're calling The Outward Spiritual Disciplines. And today we're talking about the outward discipline of submission. So in the first half of the show, I introduced this outward spiritual discipline called submission, and I want to continue to talk through it in this half of the show, and I'm going to reread a scripture that I read right before break, if you're listening in with me now. Here's what Mark records, the words of Jesus, and calling to the crowds to himself with his disciples, Jesus said to them, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? You know, I want to start with this question as I think about that verse. Do you desire to come after Jesus? In other words, is this something that you long for? I want you to think about framing your life within this frame of life being about pursuing or coming after God, following Jesus. No matter what you do, if you're a man, if you're a husband, or if you're a woman, if you're a wife, no matter what you do as a parent, as an employee, as a neighbor, as a grandparent, as a child, do you wrap life around this context of coming after God? Jesus said in this passage that we read, that we are to follow him. He said to follow me. This describes our faith as a movement, as as an action that we take. We actually move with Christ. We follow him. It's not about trying to be good enough. It's about joining Christ in his endeavors. And as we do that, we don't have to measure up first. It's in our following Jesus said, I will make you, I will form you, I will shape you, I will prepare you. And when he talked to these fishermen, he said, I'll help you be fishermen, fishers of men. And what he would say to you is as you come to him and follow him, he would form and shape you to be who he created you to be while you fulfill his mission. Jesus maybe describes this followership, if you will, in another way. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest from your soul, rest for your souls. 
Then he says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. What we learn about in our submission to Christ is when we come to him, we can come to him in our weakness. We can come to him with burdens. And what he says is out of all the stress in which you've been living your life and all the responsibilities of making it on your own, I'm going to give you reprieve from that. I will take that upon myself. Your success is actually on my heart, is what Christ would say. And so we don't just have a rest or a reprieve from stuff, but Jesus helps us understand that we have a rest in him. We rest in Jesus if we just simply let Christ handle it. We take up our cross and we follow Jesus, which means there might be some suffering, there might be yielding to him, but what we do is this act of following. And in doing so, we live out what is the greatest paradox of all time. If we truly want to save our life, we must lose it. But if we lose our life through submission, that's where we find it. I mean, we could actually gain the whole world, but forfeit our soul. What Christ says is, deepen your soul, come to me. See, submission is not denying ourselves. It, excuse me, submission is, it is denying yourself. It's not hating yourself. It's saying I deny who I am, but I don't hate myself. Submission expresses that happiness is not found in getting what you want, but rather submission highlights the joy of life that comes through Christ. Self-denial does not mean that we lose our identity. See, we're still individuals created by God who surrender to God. Biblical submission is not about becoming a number in a system. See, we still have identity. We are spouses, parents. We have professions. We're generous people. We're kind. We're still people that God's created. And we still have personalities. Some of us are fun or funny, or some of you listening are the life of the party and others are quiet, shy, behind the scenes. Some are described as thoughtful. Listen, when we deny ourselves, we don't lose an independence. We still have an ability to think and make decisions. But I want us to look at it like this. One of the ways we can consider submission is moving from living for yourself, moving from serving your own prosperity. And then instead of doing that, we would be moving toward living for God and serving his mission. Submission is all about who you live for. Do you live for yourself and your glory, or do you live for God and his glory? Self-contempt would be this belief that I'm not worth anything. But self-denial, submission, is deferring from our worth. Self-denial, therefore, and self-love are never in conflict. Submission, self-denial, is a decision to just say, I don't need to be in control. I want to honor others. I want to reflect Jesus, who became flesh and dwelt among us. He practiced this submission. In fact, Jesus gave himself up on the cross for our redemption. The foremost symbol of, of radical servanthood is the cross. Philippians chapter 2 says this, that Jesus himself became obedient even to death on a cross. So what I want to say today is I talk about submission. Submission is a freedom to give way to God, and submission is freedom to give way to others. 
I think the greatest icon, if you will, of submission would be a mirror. Because submission is truly reflecting who Jesus is. Back to our author, Richard Foster, says this in his book. The most radical social teaching of Jesus was his total reversal of the contemporary notion of greatness, where leadership is becoming the servant of all. So can I say this? Power is discovered in submission. We know that Christ died a quote-unquote cross death, but at the same time, he lived a quote-unquote cross life. He surrendered and deferred to serve us. Submission and service function concurrently. I want to mention the seven acts of submission that Foster mentions. I'm going to give you this, hopefully, to whet your appetite to maybe even buy his book. But the first submission that he talks about is an act of submission to the triune God, where we yield to God, his will, his ways, and not our ways. The second act of submission is the submission to Scripture. Scripture is the authority. Think of it like this. Jesus was the living word of God. Scripture is the written word of God. So submit to the triune God. Submit to Scripture. Number three, submit to our families. Listen to them so your family is heard. Your family should know that you are for them. The fourth act of submission is a submission to our neighbors, to those that we meet in the course of our everyday life. This would include helping people in need. This is where we would 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 tell the story of the Good Samaritan, even the small tasks. You know, I actually got a snowblower this winter. I only got to use it once. This is sad. I live in Chicago. I want some snow, uh, but I'll wait till next year at this point. But I would use my snowblower and I would clear as much off as I can, even in my neighbor's yards, just to be kind and to submit to my neighbors. Let me finish these last three up to submit to our believing community, the body of Christ, to do what's needed in the church, to always find a place to serve. Number six, to submit to those that are broken and despised, the orphans, the widows, the downtrodden, and the rejected. And finally, to submit to the world. This is where we we help and serve and meet the needs of hunger and disaster and, and uh, even taking mission trips. Listen, as you hear about this whole conversation today about submission, you might think, I would love to receive some coaching on submission or maybe another one of the spiritual disciplines, or maybe you're curious if you're ready for coaching in any area of your life, spiritual, personal, business. You know, you can visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com, take our free coaching readiness questionnaire. We want to hear from you and partner with you. I'd also be grateful if you visited yourdiscipleshipcoach.com and chose to follow us on social media. You can share uh, this show in our podcast with your networks. So I just want to say to you as you listen in, thanks for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Today's show has been brought to you by our sponsors, Chicago Indian Church at chicagoindianchurch.com and Professional Coach University, where you can maximize your potential at Professional Coach University. Visit Professional Coach University for more information. Hey, I want you to know that I am for you, and God is for you. And if God is for you, who could be against you? As always, thanks for listening to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. You've been listening today on AM 1160, 
hope for your life. Thank you for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. We hope you feel encouraged to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Be sure to follow Michael and Your Discipleship Coach on social media. You'll find the links at yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. And while you're there, you can click the Give Now button to support this show and to provide scholarships to pastors and Christian leaders to receive coaching. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. That's yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. Partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Hey man, thanks. I shuffled the end just a little bit because it wasn't as smooth, but I ended the timing the way I wanted, man. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.